0: This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger at GCNLife.com.
1: This is your call to action. Now, your instructor, Vincent Finelli. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, Jason and I were just talking about, so how much do you need if I, how much time do you need if I change my mind? <laughs> and uh, he said, I need 10 minutes. And I said, well, what if the connection broke? What if the connection broke? Well, then they play whatever they had uh, in queue. So there's always something here to run that the network should Things go wrong. It's always ready to go. Everyone, all set? Cocked, locked, bliss. Doctor Sheely, are you blissed? Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, Doctor Sheely, I was thinking, what's what's happening in the world of Doctor Sheely? What's new with you?
3: Well, it's. I guess the newest thing of all is the question of when will the official civil war begin.
2: Oh well, okay. The unofficial one has already started, and the unofficial exactly. revolution in my world has started. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you're talking about more shooting, more burning, more looting, more I mean, mayhem, yeah. more Un- cars unlimited. plowing into people.
3: Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, I just think it's going to continue to ramp up. But, but as it ramps up, my vision, not my, not my desire, but my vision of how it will play out. Is that it will increase at an increasing rate? You know, it just won't. It just won't bump along. Uh, It'll increase at an increasing rate because people have just lost their minds. They've had it. Are you seeing that as well? That people are just—they've had it. They've had it with everything. Oh yes, I think people are
3: either totally disgusted or resigned.
2: I agree with that. I agree with that. And that's, you know, I was talking with Mrs. Finelli about this last night. And I said, what do you think it is? What do you think it is that's causing people to have these um, coronavirus or COVID-19 parties? And literally what what people are doing is they're having a get-together with a whole bunch of people, and they make sure that someone is infected. And they bring that person in. everybody knows that... There's someone at this party who's infected. And they want to see, just want to see what happens. That's like dumb. And I said, So why do you think they do things like this? And she said, They can't take it. They live in apartments. They've been told that they, they can come out. No, they can't come out. Yes, they can. No, they can't. They have to stay in. And they've been in for weeks, and they're going stark raving mad. They've played all the video games that they can play. They've watched all the reruns that they can watch. They're confined. They can't get uh, the food that they'd like. They can't get out, and they just want to go out. They just can't stand being cooped up anymore. So they go out. They go to the beach. They go to the parks. And they just they just want to get out. They can't take it. That's, that's what her... Opinion is and I think there's a lot of value to what she said. I think that's true. What are your thoughts they, dr. Shealy? They
3: need to get a life <laughs> You know, they need to learn to read yeah uh, and,
2: Well, uh, you know I got a I got an, yes, go ahead. Please continue.
3: Well, they need to learn how to take care of themselves without artificial Amusement
2: Right right I got an an email from uh, Kathy in Ohio. uh, She sent it to me yesterday. And she said that, uh, let's see. Let me find the email that I got from her. It's It's quite interesting what she said. Okay. It said, Vincent, I bought some canning jars last night from my neighbor for $12. Nine dozen canning jars for $12. They just wanted to get rid of them. They're the older, heavier jars. And I'm questioning, um, oh, or I'm guessing they come from the 60s and the 70s. What a great find for me. I wish you were closer and I could give you some. Um, I don't think I'll use all of these. Kathy, that's what she said to me. And my response was, what you said, Dr. Shirley. I said, Kathy, you're so thoughtful. I find it interesting what people find in their way and they can't wait to get rid of. Out in Missouri, it, out in Missouri, it seems to be books. So very few find time to read. I bought a leather-bound, unused Encyclopedia Britannica set for $1 per volume. About 75 pounds in mint condition for about $30. Currently, they're selling for $450 on eBay plus $25 shipping. So why would somebody get rid of a set of Encyclopedia? Why would somebody get rid of canning jars? I mean, how much... It, do we really have that little room that we can't we can't keep those things? I think they're both valuable. And you mentioned reading, get a life and and reading, Dr. Sheely, around my neck of uh, the woods here. For 15 years, I've been people asking people, so what do you like to read? Or do you, you know? Uh, I don't read. People don't read here. They don't read here. And if they have a magazine. If they read it, they would want to get rid of it right away. And I don't understand that. I've got magazines from the 1960s. I still have them because the information hasn't changed. It, to me, well, magazines used to have fewer ads. Now there are 50% or more advertisements, so it's not so uh, desirable to keep them. But magazine, the, the articles, the information hasn't changed. It's still, it's still the same information it was in the 60s. So why why get rid of all these things? I don't get it. Why not reread them? That's what I do. I read lots of... I mean, I read a lot. And I know you do, too. And it's enjoyable. And it's not a waste of time. I mean,
3: to me, my two favorite avocations are gardening and reading.
2: And that that was something that I wanted to ask you about. Gardening. And gardening and canning and food uh, storage. And I'm not just talking about stacking cans and jars and boxes. I'm talking about actually... Canning, dehydrating, those kinds of things. I was wondering, Dr. Scheele, if through your experiences, you have found some common thread with people who can and um, garden and raise their own food. Is it genetic? Is it ethnicity? Is it uh, parents and grandparents who passed the stories on from from the first Great Depression? What do you think it might be? Mm -hmm. but there there are some people just do it. Kathy does it. You know, Kathy in Ohio. uh, She loves to garden. She's a farmer. You do it. You're a farmer. I'm a farmer. Uh, Joey does it. There are a whole bunch of us that that we look forward to it. We look forward to having the right number of cans and jars and, and lids and bands and all the ingredients to preserve our food. It's something like... Kind of like nesting, something that i don't know I can't shake it i mean i, I don't think I can shake it and i said to, I said to Mrs. Finelli, we' were out in the garden yesterday, we were weeding, and it was blazing hot, blazing hot. the ground is you've got to be watered three times a day or or the uh, we don't have one of those soaker hoses uh, but uh I mentioned to her I said, this is a lot of work for five dollars worth of tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the truth, right? There's, there's no, there's no, um, unless you, um, unless you have for free all the equipment you need, that it's cheaper to just go buy the food than it is to can it. It's, you know, a canning jar is about a dollar. A jar of spaghetti sauce is about a dollar. So you can get the jar with the sauce in it for about the same price as the empty jar. So it's not like you're saving a lot of money. You just, but you do, but you do control what you eat. That's, that's the big value.
3: We're talking about quality.
2: Yes. Quality. I was thinking as, as we were uh, chatting in the garden yesterday that uh, I've had those on the vine tomatoes that come in a package from the store in the good old days when we'd go shopping at the you know, supermarket. And there were these, you know, maybe six tomatoes in a, in a glassine type package, a cellophane or plastic. bag and they look like tomatoes from the outside i mean they were they're perfect they're all same size same shape no dings no dents no bug holes no bruises they're perfect but when you cut them open they don't have any flavor so i'm wondering if they're hydroponic tomatoes and there certainly is a difference to me soil versus hydroponic your comments
3: well, you know, I've I can't remember buying a tomato in the <laughs> store. <laughs> I don't. Well, since since I finished my training in, my, in neuro, neurosurgery in 1963, I've always had my own tomatoes. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And did your family uh, uh, grow a garden and, and raise their own food? Is that?
3: I yes, I took it over when I was age 12. Hmm. yeah That's when I, and... My my interesting gardening began. I I wanted to do it and you know we had a huge family
2: garden on a farm and and that's about the age that, that i got started uh, my mom and i you know my dad was at work and uh, my mom and i would go out and and uh, you know i learned about carrots and radishes and had some instant success uh, you, know, you you plant the seeds you water them and uh, then the green the leaves appear and then pretty soon you can pull those radishes and carrots out and they actually they actually grow and uh, you know that was that was a great instant success. So, class, if you're thinking about starting a garden, I suggest that you use um, some carrot seeds and some radish seeds. And, you know, make sure you take care of them. Keep the garden close to the house because if it's at, out in the away from the house in the corner of the property, it's too far to reach, too far for the hose to get to, too, uh, too much of a pain, and it won't be too successful. So you want to keep it close to the house. And that way you can tend it, weed it, and uh, uh, watch it and watch it grow, and make sure you water it, and, and, so, and so forth. Um, so I, I was really wondering if, if there were cert- some certain traits or, or certain causes that would make us feel the need to garden. Some people have no interest in gardening. It's just, you know, food comes from the store, so they don't, they're not concerned. And I was just wondering if you thought that maybe there was some common thread that runs through us. Um, I know a lot of Italians... Have gardens, you know. And a lot of the times, if they can't have gardens, they will go and go to the farmer's market and buy a, a crate of tomatoes, and they make their own sauce anyway. You know, if they if they live in the city. And I was just wondering if there's some common threads through um, the depression, the first Great Depression, and people saying, you know, what is terrible? You know, we were starving. There was nothing. You couldn't buy food. There was not much available, and so we did what we had to do. We grew a garden. I was just wondering if you. You had any well, other thoughts about that?
3: You know, I was born in the height of the Depression in 1932. hmm. Right. And, um, my grandparents and my great grandparents all had gardens, of course. hmm. And, uh, I didn't take over the family garden until I was 12, but, but we had it all that time I was growing up. I don't remember not having a garden.
2: Right. Um, I went on eBay and, uh, I bought some brass garden hose nozzles and you know if you go on eBay you can buy all the plastic ones you want uh, from China and I didn't want one so I was looking for (laughs) yeah so I was looking for the old ones from the 1950s and 1960s I had to buy a bunch of them I ended up buying about 30 of them 30 brass nozzles names like Craftsman uh, Nelson um, and other brands and uh, they are magnificent. What a difference between those days and the modern CHICOM ones. We'll be right back with Dr. Norm Sheely.
4: Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much 92 You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management Hotline now, 800-503-8625, 800-503-8625, 800-503-8625. I'm here with Scott Youseum, founder of OMG Tax. Tell us how your company helps our listeners out there who have a problem with the IRS.
0: My team of lawyers, enrolled agents, and licensed tax experts remove wage garnishments sometimes in the same day. We even have reduced the total debt some of our clients were required to pay through what is known as an offer in compromise.
4: Can you give us an example of somebody you help?
0: Oh, can I ever. We have taken a $500,000 liability with the IRS. Guess what? The client didn't pay a dime through the representation known as non-collectible status with the government.
4: If you owe the IRS more than $10,000 and you want to see if it's possible to pay a lot less, call OMG Tax right now for a free tax-saving
0: consultation. Call 800-486-8112. 800-486-8112. 800-486-8112. That's 800-486-8112.
1: Pencils, paper, notebooks, iPads. Class is now in session. USAprepares.com, educational radio. Set your memory to high power. Your USAprepares.com instructor, Vincent Finelli, at the controls.
2: So, Norm Sheely with us, and so, Dr. Sheely, what happened was I wanted to get a, a replacement for some of the, uh, the nozzles that we have. We have a whole bunch of hoses here at the farm, and, and so instead of bringing a nozzle from hose to hose to hose, nozzles from the you know, 1950s and 60s, I decided to have one for every hose. So I went to eBay, and, and there, there were a whole bunch of uh, lots of, of these brass vintage garden hose nozzles, you know, like eight, ten of them in a lot. And so the starting bid was $10. So I bid $10 on 10 of them. And uh, I thought, you know, there's a better set. So I bid the $10 on the next set. And there was another set that I liked even better than that. I thought, I'm never going to get these for $10, but I'll just do it anyway. See what happens. <laughs> <I> want... <laughs> you wound up with three sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. And I wound up with three sets and so so for for uh, thirty dollars, I bought um, thirty garden hose nozzles and uh, fifteen dollars shipping so that 's uh you know a dollar fifty apiece, which is incredible right i mean that's uh, what a, they were more than expensive than that when they were were new uh forty fifty years ago sixty years ago, seventy years ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm delighted with that, and I've, I've been putting them on these hoses. And, and uh, one of the things that I want to make sure is if there's a fire here, that we've got a hose at the ready, at the hydrant, um, all over with nozzles to, you know, we can all get on, on these hoses and put the fire out, you know, if we have to. Or if we need a bulldozer, we'll do that, or a backhoe, whatever it is. So I want to make sure that that we're protected. Because, Dr. Sheely, I don't think there's anybody to call anymore. You know, you, you call the police, and they tell you, well, we wouldn't call the police. But uh, I'm I'm reading reports that that uh, in certain locations, like St. Louis, you know, where that where that uh, lawyer and his lawyer wife uh, were out there with uh, he was with an AR-15 and she had her handgun, and they were standing. And there was an angry, uh, shouting mob right outside their mansion, uh, and uh, and so they called the police, and the police said to no, him, "We're not coming." Yeah. That's what happened. The police said they weren't coming. So we don't think that, you know, there's going to be much interest in coming out here, so we have to take care of everything ourselves, including um, uh, garden hose nozzles. And that's that's what this is all about. Uh, any comments about that story about uh, St. Louis, Dr. Sheila, that middle-aged couple? that uh, Well, had, uh, it just reminds
3: me of why I would not want to live in a city even as small as Pleasant Hope.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um Pleasant Hope. How would you how would you describe the town of Pleasant Hope? There's a there's an intersection, it, it, right?
3: It, yeah it's it's six hundred and fourteen population. <laughs> nice little town, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't like to live yeah. in a town.
2: Yeah, that's six times larger than our town.
3: We just do it, is is, a, it is. A, a, a mile or two away. <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, class, we you know we've been talking about getting out of Dodge for years and years and years. Doctor Shuly and I have, and we've been saying how oh, the air is better, the water's better, everything's better, the taxes are lower, freedom from uh, you know as many stupid people, and uh, it's a great way to go. But but there's no entertainment. You know, if you if you want to be entertained, you're out of luck. <laughs> I mean, you're really out of luck because your neighbors are busy doing what they do. And uh, there's plenty to do, and frankly, we can't get everything done that we want to do. And that was one of the questions I had for you, Dr. Shilley. You would mentioned uh, the man who uh, takes care of your farm. How, how rare, without you know, mentioning his name, how rare of an individual is it that you can find someone that has the skills to do all the things that are necessary to, to manage a farm? How, is that rare?
3: wonderful guy has been with us for 30 years.
2: Mm-hmm. And so, what kind of what kind of general skills does he have? Mechanical, electrical, plumbing, uh animal husbandry. Carpentry, what kind of skills would you say he? Had?
3: Carpentry, fencing, uh all kinds of tractor work, uh, anything you can do with a tractor from raising, you know, making hay to plowing to L- hauling logs or whatever. He is a general jack-of-all-trades.
2: Which I believe is really, really rare today, a jack-of-all-trades. You know, someone who can get out there with the tractor, and then when the tractor gets stuck, get the tractor unstuck, and if the tractor breaks, fix the tractor, and then figure out what he needs when he's using a tractor, and maintaining all that equipment. It, it is a... It is a, uh, a a wide expanse of knowledge required to be a farmer. Dr. Sheeling, I'll be right back.
7: USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. There are now 18 injuries being reported following a fire and explosion on the naval ship USS Bonhomme Richard in San Diego. The injury is said to be non-life threatening. The Pentagon says about 160 sailors were on board when that fire was reported yesterday morning. The ship was undergoing maintenance at the time. Multiple reports say Washington, D.C.'s NFL franchise will be announcing today that it's retiring its Redskins nickname, which some say is racist. A new name is not expected to be announced right away, as copyrights are pending. Actress Kelly Preston, the wife of actor John Travolta, has died from breast cancer at 57 she was diagnosed with it two years ago. She started in movies including Jerry Maguire and What a Girl Wants. And this is USA Radio News. There's no word from the White House when President Trump will reschedule his campaign rally in New Hampshire. The rally at Portsmouth International Airport had been scheduled for Saturday night, but it was postponed because of concerns about the weather, as Tropical Storm Fay was, at the time, threatening much of New England. It ended up veering off into New York in the end. Zinzi Mandela, the daughter of South African anti-apartheid icons Nelson and Winnie Mandela, has died at 59. She was the country's current ambassador to Denmark. She died early today in a Johannesburg hospital. The cause of death has not been released. South Africa's Minister of International Relations saying that Mandela was a struggle heroine in her own right who served her country well. Ford's new Bronco rolling out today. Ford's expected to introduce two-door and four-door versions of the SUV, as well as a smaller model called the Bronco Sport. And the first update in about a quarter century has been in the works for years. And a car that starred in the James Bond movie Die Another Day is now up for sale. The Beverly Hills Car Club is selling that 1992 Lamborghini Diablo, which had been used by Bond's enemy in the movie. The price is $119,500. You can check us out online for free. We're at usaradio.com. That's usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes.
0: Watch it. I know something
9: This is going to be sliding. When are today? Class here. Take my. When you've got me. For two
1: seconds. Class is back in session. Turn up the volume. USAprepares.com with the original survival economist, Vincent Benelli.
2: That's Dr. Sheely's with us. Normsheely.com. N-O-R-M. S h e a l y dot com, Norma as in Norman Shealy, dot com. Doctor Shealy is a medical doctor. Doctor Shealy, concussions. What is a concussion? Well, it is officially a blow of some
3: kind to the head, in which you get enough uh, damage to know something has happened. <laughs> in other words, okay, you you may pass out. You may be stunned. You may lose speech. You may even wind up with one side paralyzed. Uh, in other
5: words, it's a hard okay. enough blow that
3: well, the
2: entire brain is up. affected. Sorry? The entire brain is affected? Oh, yeah. Did you say the entire it's brain is damaged The
3: damage affected? may be to one local area, but the whole brain is, is out of shock.
2: Okay. So it is the, the bucket that the brain is in. Gets banged, and the the brain in the uh, in fluid hits the side of the bucket. Is that what happens? Exactly. Okay. So I was the reason I've asked this question, Doctor Shuly, I was uh, talking with a with a, a young lady who was interested in having a ceiling fan replaced uh, in her bedroom. And um, she wanted to go from a smaller one that's been working just fine to a larger one. And so I was explaining to her that I have never seen a properly installed ceiling fan yet. There's always something that is wrong. Either the ceiling fan wobbles, that means it's out of balance. And it's really easy to balance them. When you buy a ceiling fan, you get these um, sheets of lead weights that, that have uh, adhesive to them, on them, and you put them in the right spot, and the ceiling fan doesn't wobble anymore. And it also comes with a test weight, which is kind of like a, a clothespin, plastic clothespin, the same weight as the lead weight, and you clip it onto the leading edge of the fan, and you try it in different locations until the fan stops wobbling. But most people don't read the directions, and they don't do that, so their fans wobble. And when the fans wobble, there's always this torque on the electrical box every time the fan starts up and while it continues to wobble. That's one thing. The other thing is that the fans are typically only mounted with two screws, the two screws that are designed to hold up a, a two- or three-pound permanent flush-mounted ceiling light, like in a bedroom, uh, Typically, the boxes weren't installed for hanging a much heavier, mechanically uh, vibrating, mechanical movement, torque uh, induced fan. So every time you turn the fan on, there's more torque, and there's you know a tendency to just break it a little bit more, break the box a little bit more. And the boxes were never designed; these plastic boxes were never designed to support the weight of a ceiling fan. And the screws that hold the ceiling fan up. Would be about the diameter of a number two pencil lead. So when you think about all that, there's a great potential for a concussion. Now, I'm really serious about this. So I, I was explaining this to her at length, and I made sure she saw pictures of this on the internet. Class, if you want to see what I'm talking about, just go to your favorite search engine. Uh, maybe it's Duck Duck Go, and type in ceiling fan fell. And you will see a whole bunch of images of ceiling fans. You'll see some in bathtubs where they fell (laughs) into the bathtub. And I've known people who have been to motels, and they said, yeah, ceiling fan fell. You know, we weren't under it, but it fell. It's a dangerous darn thing, Dr. Shealy, if they're not installed properly. And uh, pretty much all of them, of late, come from China. So many of them are substandard to begin with, and then um, they're installed improperly. What do you do if one of these things lands on your head? Assuming you survive, what would you what would you recommend we do if we got one of those big bumps on the head well, and I got think knocked out? What this would? This acute medicine is good. I would go to an emergency
3: room. Mm-hmm. Or be sent to an emergency room. I think it's important to be checked okay. out and find out what kind of damage has been done neurologically.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in the immediate term, you know, uh, the family hears a crash, boom, and they they find, uh, you know, their son, their daughter, their father, their mother, grandmother, grandfather on the floor next to the ceiling fan, uh, alive. What, do you move the person? Do you not move the person? Do you try to wake the person up? What do you do?
3: Well, the first thing you check is whether they're breathing. If they're breathing, fine. If not, you might use artificial respiration, of course. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So you can get somebody to call the ambulance. But this is, I mean it depends on right. just how bad
2: the injury is. Mhm. Okay. And let's say the person let's say the person uh can sit up and get the person to sit up and they seem to be uh relatively okay, except for the you know, the 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 bang well, on I the head and they seem to you know they conscious. You know, what, what would you I recommend? I can imagine at that there point? wouldn't
3: be at least a big bruise on it with something of that weight hitting right. the head. And so I still would try okay. to get them to a hospital because you want to take an x-ray okay. to find out whether there's a fracture of the skull. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this is the great advantage, advantage of conventional medicine. It is primed to take care of that kind
2: of thing. Hmm. Yeah. So, class, I, uh, without going into a great detail, maybe uh, later on this week I'll I'll teach you about how to hang a ceiling fan. But I literally have not seen one that didn't wobble and that was hung properly. And uh, I can show you one in our living room that Joe put in. And I'm not so. And what happened?
3: It's it's great.
2: It's, it it doesn't plenty, doesn't wobble
3: five years. Been working fine well, see, for five years. I and, prob- and
2: there are and there probably a couple reasons for that, Doctor and I'll tell you why. Uh, when was your house built? What, about well, what the year? house was oh, built in nineteen thirty-seven, but the the
3: mm-hmm. room was remodeled mm-hmm. in uh, the early nineties.
2: Okay. Well, that's why that's why yours is right because. You mentioned Joe is a, a jack-of-all-trades, so he knows about balance, he knows about machinery, he knows about um, mechanics, you know, auto mechanics, truck mechanics, farm mechanics, so he knows about those things. So I'm sure he installed it correctly, and I'm sure that if your house was built then, you, I'm pretty darn sure you have metal boxes that uh, that are in the ceiling for the light fixtures, and they were secured properly because back then, the the craftsmanship was better than it is now. You know, now it's if you go to Lowe's or Home Depot or any of those box stores and you look in the electrical department, you'll see most of the electrical boxes are made out of plastic. They're either blue or gray plastic, and they are nowhere near as strong as the metal box in terms of supporting something like a ceiling fan. As a matter of fact, a metal box would, uh, a standard metal box might cost about a dollar or two dollars. A box for designed to hold a ceiling fan is $10 because it's way, way uh, more substantial, structurally different. And it's designed to hold up the weight of that ceiling fan. So if Joe did that, and I've never met Joe, but, you know, I've, I've been to your farm and it's, it's meticulously maintained. It is magnificent. I'm certain that he did it properly. And I'm certain that he didn't say, well, you know what, this is good enough. I'm, I'm sure he took the time. Because that's what that's what your farm looks like. It looks like everything was done with intent, with reason, and correctly. So, I haven't really seen yours, but every, uh, your fan, but every other one I've seen wobbles. Every one. And, uh, class, you can you can be the judge of that. You can look at uh, the ones that you've seen. And you know, if you want to call me and tell me, I'd love to hear it. It doesn't have to be today. It can be any day. So, that was my question about concussions. Um, Dr. Sheely... As you see people lately, is there some common thread that um, that you see with their lifestyle, maybe things that they're doing right, maybe things that you wish they had done differently? Are there some common threads there?
3: Well, I would say a majority of the people have already explored conventional medicine, and they have failed to get well. We don't see too many people who come here before they have exhausted conventional drugs. Um, but I would still say that well over 30% are significantly overweight. And that's just the beginning of habits that are unhealthy.
2: okay Um, I've I've read numbers like that Uh, actually those numbers are probably a little bit better than the national average right Um, oh yeah people are more than more than 30% are overweight okay so why are they overweight
3: well they don't exercise and they eat the average American slop I mean remember that 80% of the food available Mm -hmm. to buy in this country is junk
2: J U N K. Mm -hmm. Right. Everything
3: sold on the center aisles
5: in your grocery store is junk. Everything
3: sold in a fast food restaurant is junk. Um,
2: I brought in a package, uh, an a uh, an empty package of of a snack that has ingredients. The list is unbelievable. Um, Hard to read it, but, for example, I I thought this might be worth discussing. So these are um, Doritos. An empty bag of, a little package of Doritos that um, I obtained for this broadcast. Corn, number one ingredient. Vegetable oil, number two ingredient. Vegetable oil is the number two ingredient. And um, uh, monosodium glutamate. Huh artificial color yellow blue uh. so the main ingredient is corn the second ingredient is vegetable oil and then colors and then something to make it taste good like monosodium glutamate what are your thoughts about having that as a healthy snack dr shuley well
3: at the top of my list of poison is monosodium glutamate. (laughs) It is damaging to your
2: brain. Uh, It is
3: addicting. Mm -hmm. And I would not Mm -hmm. let it in my mouth.
2: Okay. So the reason reason that these food manufacturers use monosodium glutamate in Doritos would be what? To make it addictive? Yes. To make sure you can't just eat just one? Well, I Mm -hmm.
3: mean... Yeah. apparently and just like I don't Chinese know because food. I don't use it. But supposedly improves the taste. It, it, it somehow is attractive to your taste buds. Uh, and uh, but but the most important thing is addicting.
2: There was a, a story about a a guy who owned a Chinese restaurant, and uh, he he was um, in a discussion, and and the other person said Hey, uh, you must really love monosodium Glutamate. He said, no, I don't. But my customers do. And that's the truth. <laughs> and the reason it's the truth is because if you've ever tried to make Chinese cooking at home, it doesn't taste anything, nothing like what you get at the restaurant. It doesn't taste anything like that. The restaurant tastes so much better because of Monosodium glutamate. Dr. Shealy, and I'll be right back.
6: Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The Mech Tech Carbine Upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you, too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800 no tax or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. <laughs> That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, the heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call, and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes.
0: 800-825-6796. 800-825-6796. 800-825-6796. Again, that's 800-825-6796.
5: We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, With more people listening to radio than visit Google, Facebook, or YouTube, from the very young to the very old, everyone listens to radio. Pillow companies, alarm, identity theft, nutrition, insurance, banking, automotive, the list goes on and on. Billion-dollar businesses. Why? The answer is radio, the media everyone tunes into. Find out how effective and affordable radio can be for your business. Contact 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com.
1: <laughs> no whining. Only expert guests and seasoned opinions. Instruction that matters. At the controls, Vincent Finelli.
2: Dr. Norm Shealy is with us. NormShealy.com. Dr. Shealy, I just looked up the number of people um, in the United States. Well, let's see. The number of obese people in the world is 761 million. People are obese in the world, 761 million. And I looked at the looked up the number of money spent on obesity related disease in the US today, just today. 239 million dollars today spent on Obesity-related diseases. And then I looked up the number of money spent on weight loss programs in the United States today. Just today. Not yesterday, not last week, not this month, not this year, just today. 78 million dollars spent on weight loss programs today. This is a huge problem, Dr. Shuley. What do we do about it?
3: potatoes, white rice of any kind whatsoever, sugar, or wheat. That's where you start. And that means you don't go to a Chinese restaurant because all of these white rice, plus plus right. 30, mm-hmm. and you don't buy anything off the center aisles in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. If you're not now willing means, to do that, you might as well enjoy dying fat.
2: Okay. So when you say the center aisles, you're talking about Around in the back, it's usually the meats. Uh, around the right side, it's usually, if I'm, I'm going by memory, I haven't been in quite a while. Uh, on the right side, and when you walk in, it's usually the produce. And on the left side, around the perimeter, would be the sometimes dairy, you know, cheeses and milks and eggs and things like that. So everything else is suspect. Is that right?
3: Everything else is junk.
2: Mhm. So you can save a lot of time. Class, You just go around the perimeter and get out of there. And uh, if you look, if, if I've been to the Chinese factory outlet uh, in the good old days, and if you just look down the soda aisle, the colors you see will, will just will boggle the mind. These are colors that are not available in nature. You'll see reds and sodas and blues and sodas and greens and um, pinks, and all kinds of colors that you... Nature doesn't make those. Those are <laughs> those are man-made colors. And um, I remember seeing this this young uh, child sitting in the in the child seat on a cart at the Chinese factory outlet, and his mom, I guess his mom, I don't know who it was, some woman that was with this young, young child, gave him this this thing. It's kind of like a pacifier, except it had sugar on it and blue dye. And when he took it out, <laughs> his whole mouth was blue. I mean, blue, like navy blue. Blue. It was unbelievable. His mom probably thought that was fun. And, you know. Uh,
3: I would call that child abuse.
2: Yes. Yes, child abuse. Great term for that. Uh, why is it that, I mean, really, Mom, you didn't think about that? You, you let children make those decisions as to what they're going to eat? Children don't know what's going on. That's why they call them children. They're young. They're inexperienced. They really don't know. So that's what adults are for. Adults are for um, making those important decisions about food choices and keeping children from playing in traffic. That's what adults are supposed to do. Um, Dr. Sheely, milk allergies. What is a milk allergy? What causes it? What are the results of it?
3: It's primarily usually to the protein, casein, um, but it could be possibly some other contaminant or some other component of the milk. But allergy is allergy. It means your immune system uh, says something's wrong and it starts uh, an inflammatory response. That can cause either burping or diarrhea or nausea or irritation of one kind or another or even rashes.
2: Okay, so is this something new? I mean, did were there milk allergies in the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties?
3: Well, I think they were exquisitely rare back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what has been added to milk that makes it more likely today, and it may maybe. I mean, I wouldn't even doubt, Vince, if it's partly related to fluoridation. Mm-hmm. Fluoride poisoned the entire body. Mm-hmm. it's the worst general poison the government has ever used.
2: So are, are you suggesting, Dr. Shirley, that someone who believes he or she has a milk allergy uh, and is using the standard uh, fluoridated toothpaste or toothpaste with fluoride in it stop using that immediately? Oh, and, yeah, and
3: water. The boys are drinking stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. So, city water with fluoride, toothpaste with fluoride. Is there anything else that we consume that is enhanced with the toxin fluoride? Dr. To she: Oh yes. Yeah. about a dozen drugs that have fluoride
3: in them.
2: All right. Let's, can we talk about that when we get back? let's talk about what do we do about this, these, uh, these milk allergies and remove fluoride immediately from the body? OK, Dr. Sheila's with us, Norm N-O-R-M-S-H-E-A. And that's where you can get your vitamins, minerals, and supplements. That's where I get them. We'll be right back.
9: Attention, radio listeners. Have you ever wanted to be independent of the utility companies and actually generate your own supply of off-grid electrical power? If so, this is going to be the most important message you'll ever hear. Here's why. A limited number of solar-powered backup generators are back in stock and now available. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no fumes, and produces an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running silently, secretly, in your own home. Run sump pumps, shortwave radios, computers, even keep food from spoiling. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more. That's MySolarBackup.com. Supplies are still limited and are available on a first-come, first-served basis only. MySolarBackup.com.